Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Um, welcome everybody to our home. We're just going to open up in prayer tonight for our Bible study. Um, we're going we're to ask God to come into our home and um, just a reminder that next week we're planning on being back in the sanctuary and uh, for Bible study. Uh, cases have seemed to go down in our area. We are now a, at a yellow level um, of, of alert on that, which is the lowest level. So we're excited that next week we'll be back in the church. And uh, so we're, thank you so much for joining us tonight with, with our family. And Lakin is unable to be with us tonight because she's in driving school. Can you believe that? Pray, saints, pray. I think we should all, <laughs> all say a prayer. But we're going to ask God to be a part of this Bible study tonight. And I'm going to teach on why church and uh going to ask god to help us lord we love you today and thank you lord for who you are you're a god that does all things well and i just pray that you would move uh, in our bible study and our time together that you would speak to us tonight through your word in the name of jesus christ we pray and everybody says amen and i think tonight we're going to ask ourselves a question why why church and uh Let's look at Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, and ch chapter 10. We're going to read with verse 25. Your Bible's at school? All right, all right. Hey, you can have this one. I'll get me another one. It says in Hebrews 10 and 25, and I do want to say that We've had just a, another great week already at ACA. Appreciate everybody praying. Uh, God's moving there. Thank God for what God did last when, I mean, uh, last weekend in our services. Such a beautiful touch of God, old-fashioned church. Um, and for those tuning in, I will be uh, posting a video on Friday about Phase 2. We're going to put it out on Friday about entering phase two of our church, expanding into some more ministries because we feel it's safe enough to do so. So be, uh, you know, consistent prayer for me and our team as we're trying to be wise through all these mandates and things that we're going through. But the church is growing. God is moving. The gospel is spreading around the world. It's a great time to be a part of the church. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching one of the things we see is that one of the biblical mandates of the end time is what is to assemble together and he said to do it more often i made a statement the other night i made a statement the other night and uh, i said uh, uh we need to we we might just be having church every day. And I believe we're going to lead into a place where people are teaching Bible studies every day. People are gathering every day. We need to be together. And uh, if you would turn now to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter uh, 16 and verse 18. Matthew 16 and verse 18. 
they, they're asking Jesus who he is and, and uh, Simon Peter raises his hand in, in verse 16 and says, and he said, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter raised his hand in Matthew chapter uh, 16, verse 16. And, and he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And hold on, let me, let me wait on my kids and find it. Do you have it, Ben? Uh -huh. Look at verse six, verse 15. Jesus said, see it read, that whom say ye that I am? You see that? Are, are you there? Yeah, verse 15, I said it wrong. You see that? Jesus is saying, but who say ye that I am? And, uh, and Simon Peter, verse 16, what did he say, Finn? You see it? Yeah. What what did Simon and Peter say? Simon Peter answered the Lord. Answered and said what? And said Thou He said, who do people say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, and Cindy, would you see how he responded to Simon? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Okay. He said, you understand who I am because... The Father hath revealed this unto you. And it's one thing to believe in Jesus as a history lesson that existed. It's another thing to know Him. The Apostle Paul made a statement. Do you believe, Finn, that you can know God? You can. The Apostle Paul said that I may know Him. To know someone, that's an intimate term, is to know the secrets of the life. What is the heartbeat of that person? And uh, to really know somebody, to know what they like. Uh, you know, to you know your dad, right? We've had a lot of conversations about things I like to do and who I am, the way I do things, because we've spent time together. We're close, and that's what he was saying. There's a revelation in understanding who Jesus is. Let's stop here for a moment tonight and say, what is the true heartbeat of God? When you would think about knowing God, what is His desires? What is the desire of Jesus Christ? What, what are his passions? Teacher, the Bible said earlier from Acts 1, and the Bible says that he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. What is the passion of God? What does he like to do? And uh, Jillian, what are some things you like to do? What are some fun things you like to do? You like to paint. You like to play the piano. Finn, what do you like to do? I knew he was going to say, you like to play Nerf guns, don't you? Finn likes to have Nerf gun battles. And uh, Sawyer, what do you like to do? You like to shoot your bow? Yeah. Sawyer likes to shoot his bow. It's some passions. And uh, Lake, if she was here, she'd say she likes to cook and probably play volleyball. Uh, and uh, Cindy, what do you think? I like to read. You like to read? She finds a... a she enjoys that. She likes reading and having that. And, but when you come down to passion, what is it that Jesus likes? What is it that he wants? When I think of that about the heartbeat of God, for God so 
loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When you see that there's a revelation of who Jesus is, he said, you don't understand it's just because of knowledge. You understand it's because of revelation. And he said, look what he says in verse 18. Jillian, would you like to read that? He was saying this. I'm asking people, who do you say that I am? And uh, who, who do you... <laughs> the ceiling fan keeps him on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Just hold your spot there. But he was saying, uh, who do you say that I am? He said, thou art the Christ. But it's almost as if he was saying this. Yes, I am the Christ. And up on this revelation, I'm going to build... Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you, you cannot talk about Christ and not love his church right. I mean to love Christ is to love the church is to love his bride you can't just love one and not the other to love Christ is to love his church and he said who am I he said well let me tell you something up on this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not stop it then when you think of a church what do you think of you think of Jesus yeah uh, Jillian, when you think of a church, or Sawyer, what, what do y'all think of when you think of a church? Preaching. You think of the people? You think of what? Preaching. Pre preaching and music? That's a good thought. Uh, you know, growing up, growing up, we'd have this little deal like this and, and says, all right, Finn, can you do this? Here's the church. Put your hands like this. Here's the church. Then take your pinkies up there like that. Here's the steeple. Open it up. And there's all the people. So they start wiggling their hands and said, that's Pentecostal church right there and all the, and all the people are wiggling. <laughs> but a church is more than a physical location. Church is a body of people that's doing what? He said, to know me is to know that I have a church. The word church is the word ecclesia, which means a people that has been brought out. Is a church a building? That's how I used to think of it when I was a little kid. The church is what? It is the people. The church is a body of people. The same way, it's amazing how we take, we, we take what God's doing and we picture it a location, but it's not a location. The church is so much bigger than 1365 Chamberlain Street. It really is. Same way that when you think of a Jewish synagogue, you think of what? A building. But the synagogue means a gathering of people, not the facility where the people gather. So you have to change your mindset tonight, everybody watching. Church is not a building. The building only houses the church. It is the assembly or the gathering. That's why Jesus said, and I have people tell me, well, I don't need to go to church. I, I've got my own little deal going with Jesus. You can't love God and not love the assembling together. That's what he's saying. The church is assembling, all right? It's assembling of gathering people to where we get. And what do we do? We exhort one another. We work with each other. We preach to one another. We amen the word of God. But he goes on and says it this way. He said, I will build my church. But he doesn't stop there. He said, and my church, Finn and Sawyer, he said, and the gates of hell, sorry, he said, shall not what? Prevail. Prevail. Meaning it's not going to stop. So Finn, come here for a minute. 
Put your Bible down there. And God, when he has his church, the church is not just a gathering place. The church is a movement. Come on, push against my hand. Push against. The enemy is, you're the church. And you're the church together. And so the enemy would love to stop the church from what? Expanding. But he said, I'm going to have a church that's built up on a rock. And the gates of hell can't stop it from moving or expanding. So to know God, to know God is to know his church. And the church was never supposed to be a dying, a dying body. The Bible says, and of his government and of his increase, there shall be no what? End. I want us to turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Again, you're going to hear in a minute, but we're teaching on uh, why church? Why church? In the book of Isaiah, uh, he prophesies, he prophesies about Jesus. This is the church of Jesus Christ. And so in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, Cindy, would you read that tonight? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, yes. the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Go ahead and read verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Let's, let's word it this way. His church will never stop increasing. Right. I want that to, to resonate in this room. Should God's church be growing? Yes. Huh? I think the church should be growing spiritually. The church should be growing numerically or in numbers, the amount of people. It should be prospering financially. Because God's church... Of his government, if God is ruling the body, he's the head of the church. That means if he's the head of it, what's going to happen to it? It's going to increase. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about assembly of people that call themselves Christians. I'm talking about the true body of Christ. People that are connected to the Lord. That I may know him. Because if I know him, I'm going to get his heartbeat. I'm going to love what he loves. I'm going to hate what he hates. I'm going to become what he wants me to become. And how is that? If that is in a knowing relationship with Jesus. And he said this way. He said, to know me is to get my heartbeat. It's to love. I think that what is the love of God? What does he want to come out? What, what is he passionate about? I'm going to tell you what he's passionate about. And that is that the gospel expands to the whole world. I know I'm having family devotion here and I'm getting preachy all at the same time. But... Your calling, Finn, in life should be to take the gospel, to be a part of taking the gospel outside of just yourself. And listen, God never intended Jillian to just save you because his government, of his increase and peace, there shall be no end. Increase is going to grow. So when God brings salvation to you, that means he's going to bring salvation through you and he's going to expand his kingdom through you. Cindy, when God saved you, he intended to save you and then to expand it through you. And it's just like all the way back to Adam and Eve, he told them to be fruitful and multiply. He wants multiplication. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 2, there was addition. By Acts chapter 6, it was what? It was multiplication. 
the book of Acts was an expanding, growing, uh, it was an expanding, it was a growing church. God does not want his church to decrease. He wants his church to increase. Let's talk about the anchor church for a minute. We were one church, one church, meaning one pastor, one pulpit, one congregation, uh, what, I guess a little over 12 years ago. But we got a hold of this increase, expansion. I believe really it happened because we brought some prophets to Zanesville. Had the fivefold, everybody hold up your hand in your home and say fivefold ministry. Fivefold ministry. What's the fivefold ministry? Can y'all name what the fivefold ministry is? Can you try? Prophet, yeah. Evangelist. You're looking at one. What am I? Pastor, a teacher, preacher, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Mm -hmm. When you get that together, it edifies who? The church. And then the purpose. People call me and said, How did y'all become multi campus? What I told them was, I said, We had the fivefold ministry operating. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough for the congregation of, uh, in Zanesville. I'm not good enough. It'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, malnourished if I'm the only one preaching and teaching. But when we have brought people in that were called voices of our church, it expanded uh, it expanded uh, it expanded our vision. When it was a uh, Brother Morgan that came and prophesied he said it would be a multi-campus you know it wasn't long that we had, and Eli Hernandez uh, man we miss him. I wish he was still alive. He prophesied about a, a, not just a double revival, but a triple. And so the anchor church in Zanesville expanded into Crooksville. By the end of the year, we'd already talked about sending a missionary to Guatemala. And this thing has been increasing. What I used to picture happening in one building, I don't think that way anymore. I don't think that way anymore. I really don't. And uh, uh, I don't think about just reaching Zanesville. I believe God raises up in Zanesville to, to reach where? Everywhere. Everywhere. Let's read a few verses together. Um, everybody say, of his increase. Of his increase. There shall be no what? No end, right? There's not going to be any end to his increase. So when you're talking about Jesus and he ascended in Scripture, uh, let's turn to the book of Matthew. Chapter 28 and verse 18. This is right before he ascended. He's turning everything over. So he's talking about, somebody said, you want to hear somebody's true heartbeats. What was their last words? Chapter 28 and verse 18. You got it? You found it? All right. What does it say? And Jesus? Yeah. Saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And in earth. What about verse 19? What does it say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations. He's telling, let's stop right there. He's telling 500 people at the ascension. Mm -hmm. He's saying, go ye therefore and teach. 
all nations. If you go to the book of Mark, he said, go unto, this is mandates. This is mandates. You know, we, you know, the reason we've been wearing masks around town in church, why? Because it's mandated by government. You have to do this. They call it mandates. It's a law. If this is a mandate, he said, go unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You, 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 and me, Cindy, have been mandated by God mm -hmm. to take Ann Lakin, that's right. <laughs> he said Ann Lakin. To take the gospel to every nation in the world. How are we going to do that? That means everyone watching tonight, every man, every lady, every child, everybody in the kingdom has been mandated to take the gospel. Now, can I personally go to all 200 plus nations? Can I? I don't think I'd be very effective. I don't think I could go to every nation, can I? Is he telling each individual person to go to every nation in their lifetime and preach? Mm -hmm. No, what's he telling them? He's telling them that it starts with you. He told them in Luke, let's look and see what it says in Luke 24. It's the same setting, different. Uh, it's the same written about the Great Commission. This is the Great Commission. And uh, look what it says. In verse 47. And that repentance. Who would like to read that? Anybody? Jillian? Okay. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in, in his name among all nations. Among all nations. Mm -hmm. You found it? Alright. Among all nations. And notice what it says here. What read on. What does it say? Beginning at Jerusalem. Beginning at Jerusalem. And think of this, Julian, is that of his government, in his increase, there shall be no what? No end. Increase won't end. So it's going to begin at Jerusalem, but it's not going to stop at Jerusalem. So you turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Look where it says in Acts 1. Yeah. Let me help you. Let me turn to you for your quick buddy. Acts 1 and 8. So Luke is writing in the book of Acts about the same thing. It's in the red letter edition. Um, uh, sorry, do you want to read the first part of that? Verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And yeah. ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. All right, think of this. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And then it says, and in Samaria. And then what's the rest of it? Say sorry. Yeah, unto the uttermost part of the earth. It's going to start in Jerusalem, but it's going to end where? Uttermost part of the earth. It's going to go to the whole world. So every Christian, every born-again believer must have the mindset, it's not just for me. The biblical pattern was this. It starts with you, but increases to somebody else. And so I would say... To everyone watching, I would say to you, 
If God saved you, Jillian, then who's next? So I would say to you, Finn, God filled you with the Holy Ghost, but who's next? Sawyer, God saved you. I remember when you received the Holy Ghost. Who's next? I would say to Cynthia, I would say to her, God, God saved you, but who's next? What's that, Finn? Yesterday? And Finn said yesterday was his Holy Ghost birthday. Wow. And that's exciting. <laughs> Four years ago? Is that right? That's right. That's right. He's had the Holy Ghost for four years. But God didn't just give you the Holy Ghost for you. So what's the evidence of speaking uh, of, of receiving the Holy Ghost? Yes, you know, we could say with well, initial evidence of speaking with other tongues. But he told he told Timothy, he said, Timothy, it's not only going to save you, but it's going to save them that hear you. So if you turn to Acts 4. Look at Acts 4, Acts chapter 4. And look what it says in verse 31. Cindy, would you read that? Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Hold on. Remember, why church? Where they were assembled together. There's some things that will never happen when you're alone. What is the purpose of the church? I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It is to assemble together. Why? So it can increase. Right. It can increase. All right, go ahead and look what it says. Simple together. And, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. They didn't just speak in tongues in chapter 2, in chapter 10, chapter 19, but the Holy Ghost came on them, and I've been teaching this. I taught it probably three weeks ago on a Saturday, uh, and I was talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says, Holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not just speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is that his government and his increase, there shall be no end. So it starts with me, and it's a principle. It will come to me and then through me to the next person. Every Christian has been mandated by God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you the true, true sound of the Holy Ghost. And yes, we believe in speaking in tongues, and I believe it's for everybody. But I'm going to tell you this. The Holy Ghost power was not just for me. One of the true initial signs and evidence of the Holy Ghost is you'll want to take it to somebody else. Right. It, don't you think, Cindy, mm -hmm. over the years we've watched that, when somebody comes in and God saves them, they're like, i got to go tell somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin, uh, my cousin uh, um, received the Holy Ghost. He, he's now married to my cousin. But when he came to the Lord, he was 12 years old. And he got the Holy Ghost so powerful, he danced and shouted and worshiped in church, was speaking in tongues. He immediately said, I've got to go tell my mom. He ran outside. He would ride his bike to church. He got on his bike, was riding out of the parking lot. and He said he had to stop and get off his bike and dance in the parking lot because it felt so good. He can't get to his house fast enough. He was filled with the power of God so much. But when he received the Holy Ghost, he wanted to, uh, when he received the Holy Ghost, he wanted to tell somebody about it. And you cannot get the Holy Ghost and then not want to tell somebody about the Holy Ghost. What do you think? Your, your cousin by marriage? Yes. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was my cousin by marriage. When you get it, you're going to want to share it. Mm -hmm. And if it's been a long time since you shared it, you need to get the Holy Ghost all over again. Let it renew your mind. Because of His church, it's going to what? 
Everybody take your hands like this and say, it's going to increase. It's going to increase. It's going to grow. And I'm so glad to tell you that in the last 12 years, we went to Crooksville. Because somebody got the Holy Ghost and got a burden and passion, and we went to Crooksville. And then we went from Crooksville and we went to Gloucester. Mm -hmm. We went to Gloucester and, uh, you know, thank God there was a burden and we are now in New Lexington. We've got a burden. You've got Brother Nutter and, uh, and company that's in Coshocton. You've got Pastor Christman and his family. Look where they are. They're now in Cambridge. We've got Brother and Sister Castle that have now been recently appointed to the pastorship of now the anchor of Woodsfield. You know, we're not trying to hold people and grow numbers and just uh, um, grow with inside of a building. It's bigger than that. Right. It's so much bigger than that. We've got Noe Marientos coming to the bird and said, the Lord wants me to go back to my home country. Oh, no, 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 Brother Noe. you got to stay right here because we gotta, we just got to reach Zanesville. It's bigger than a city. Right. We've got the Barsadis in, in Southeast Asia. We've got a, uh, an anchor there. They just posted a recent picture of a large youth group that's there. Would have never been if we'd have kept them. But we believe. I'm so moved by this. We're so moved by uh, this. You look at you look at uh, what's going on there in Southeast Asia. It's remarkable what God's doing. Mm -hmm. It's expanding there. It's and when when they received the Holy Ghost in that communist country, those people were so moved by truth. Mm -hmm. They started going and baptizing their friends. Would teach them the truth. They would go baptize their family. And we teach them the truth. They would go baptize their family and teach them the truth. So generationally down, they were baptizing. Some of them got on airplanes, flew all the way uh, to North America, to the U.S. and the different parts of Canada, baptizing their people in Jesus' name. Why? Because the true evidence of the Holy Ghost is increase. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Why church? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and hell can't stop it from what? Increasing. So we've got McConnellsville now. We've got McConnellsville. We own property there. God has moved. We've got Brother Nehemiah that had a burden there. Brother Mealy back in the day that went down there. Him and Jason Hyatt expanding. We don't ever want to stop growing. Why? Why are we doing? And so we have to ask ourselves a question. Why do I go to church? Why church? Why do I assemble together? Here's why. To fulfill the passion of of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is to take the gospel to every nation in the world. Are we going to do it alone in Zanesville? No, we're going to do our part in it. Mm -hmm. God's calling us to different parts of the world. He's calling us to different parts of Ohio. We're not going to try to reach all of Ohio. It doesn't make sense. But we're going to reach the part of Ohio that God has called us to reach. Um, Sawyer, Lakin, and Finn, do y'all have any questions? I mean, Jillian, I'm sorry. Does it make sense about increasing? How can you, any of you all, uh, be a part of the increase? Inviting a friend to church. What's another way? Yes. Singing in the choir. Are you going to sing in the choir? Maybe. <laughs> How many of y'all like to see Finn sing in the choir? I think he might. And that he there's choir day at school. Um, how about you, Sawyer? What will be an idea to see an increase? What are you, what's your thoughts? 
teach a Bible study to somebody. That's a great, that's great. How about custodial work at the church? How about making sure the church looks nice? Because God's going to send people. People, people that want to make a difference don't want to come to a church that looks terrible. But making a, having a spirit of excellence. And how about training up? How about our children's ministry? Youth ministry. How about going? How about giving the missions? You know, I've, I've taught you all to give the missions, right? Mm -hmm. You give the faith promise and we give the missions. Why? Even if it's a dollar or two, but when everybody puts it together, can I reach the whole world with my finances? I can't. But joining with you and you and you, we can put that together, and now we have sent missionaries to Guatemala. Why church? It is to increase and take the gospel to everywhere in the world. And let me say this before he comes. He said the gospel is going to reach every nation. I want you all to be praying about our live stream. I believe God has sent Brother Adam Nelson to us. I really do. And, and the team that's working with him. I believe that we are going to reach. He showed me a map. And maybe we'll post it so you can see it. But our podcasts have reached potentially 60% of the nations in the world. 60% of the nations in the world. It's remarkable. It shows where uh, the levels of different red of how much of that country has been. We send thousands and thousands every month podcasts of the gospel out of the anchor church. It's so powerful what God's doing. We have people all over the world that reach out and are hearing the gospel through live streaming. I think we ought to be in prayer about that. We're, we want to advance our cameras and who knows what we're going to do locally. But we are going to keep reaching. And I want you to pray with me. Would you all pray with me? Let's, let's pray in a circle. And if you're at home, I want you to gather in a circle. We're going to gather in a circle and pray. Because why, church? Why is to get the gospel out? Why is to train up to send out? Cindy, do you want to say anything? I was going to say this Saturday, I believe, is our prayer walk as well. Um, if you want to be a part of that, help getting the gospel out right here in Zanesville, you can contact Brother Giovanni Myers. I believe that's this Saturday um, prayer walk in Zanesville. Okay. Uh, prayer walk there, seeing great things coming out of that prayer walk. Again, we expanded all these campuses and that we're talking about. Um, and the different countries. We're, I believe another country. Who knows? We might have missionaries coming up, maybe even in this home right now. Who knows? That might be missionaries to India. Uh, we don't know. But what our job is to facilitate an atmosphere where God can call. And he said, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together, or some people do. He said, but exhort one another. Exhort one another. Why? He said, so you can lead them to their purpose and end time. And I believe the gospel is going to go to the whole world before he comes. I believe God's going to use us to be a part of that. I think somebody ought to clap your hands and thank God somewhere in your home because we are going to train up. I look at all these young couples and elders and people that God are using. Who knows who the next pastor is going to send out of the anchor? Would you all be in prayer with me? But let's pray right now. What's that, Finn? Oh, <laughs> Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we ask you, God, to move upon our families. The Anchor Church is gathered together by live stream tonight. But we believe that the reason or the why of a church is not just for us to have a small gathering of people that's going to stay still. But the why of the church is that of his government and his increase and peace. There will be no end. Who's next, oh God, we say? Who's the next person to be baptized and to reach the next and to reach the next? Who's the next missionary going to get called in the anchor church? 
Who's the next young lady going to get called to the ministry? The next young man going to get called to the ministry to do a great work? I pray today to all of those watching. I pray for my old family that they'll want to be involved in some way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we close, and you all be seated, I'm going to share one story, then we'll, we'll finish tonight. His name was Bradley Thompson. Bradley Thompson, uh, uh, sorry, Bradley Thompson would go and he would cut grass for the widows in his church. And uh, there was one specific widow that would always offer him money and he would always refuse it. He said, no, he's just a young man cutting grass. He said, no, I just want to be a blessing to you. He did that for many years. Many years, and in his early adulthood, the Lord called him to the country of Guatemala. And he was trying to raise money, trying to work to save money in his early adulthood. And he was getting ready to leave, and he needed some money to get to Guatemala. And this precious widow lady from his church walked up to him and had an envelope and said, I want you to have this. When he opened that envelope, every time he had ever cut grass for her, she had put money that she would have paid him in that envelope. And she handed that to him to go on the missions field. And Bradley Thompson is the overseer of all of Guatemala, and he started over 200 Bible schools. And so when you're talking about the kingdom, the Bible says pure religion under thousands and take care of the followers and the widow. When you serve to help people, God allows it to be paid forward into your ministry. Isn't that an amazing story? And the money he needed to get to Guatemala was in the envelope that he had blessed her with by just cutting her grass. And uh, amazing. I know him personally. It's such a powerful story. He shared that story with me. And now they've got orphanages there that are built that are just second to none. It's remarkable. Who's next? That's the question tonight. Why church? Because who's next? It could be your cousin, uncle, neighbor, family, co-worker. But there's a next in your world. I want you to say that. There's a next in my world. Everybody just put that on there. There's a next in my world. Because there's going to be an increase. We love you all. Cindy and I are so blessed to have you all in our life. Looking forward to seeing you this coming weekend. Brother Burns is going to be preaching Saturday uh, at 7 o'clock. Sunday morning at 8.30, 10.30, and 6 p.m. Don't miss. We're looking forward to seeing all of you. Finn, do you want to hit the finish button? You want to wave? Uh-huh. Wave at everybody? Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.